Good afternoon and good evening. Welcome back to another episode of Snacks 71.6. I'm your snack master, Andrew, and I am. I'm thankful that you're all tuning in once again. I'll start with some positivity. I'm thankful that everyone keeps tuning in, and it really. I really appreciate it. I know I say it literally every week, but I appreciate it. Even though the season of thankfulness is done, because we are officially in December, so it is now. It is December, and I declare it is now the Christmas season. I shall no longer complain about Christmas-themed products appearing in my newsfeed. It is Christmas time, baby! Now, before we officially dive into the Christmas season, I want to get the negativity in my heart out of the way. It is bitterly cold outside. I'm waking up every day and it's below freezing. The sky is beautiful. It's so clear. It's so blue. But I can't be outside and enjoy it because it's so cold that even with gloves, my hands ache and creak and groan. I feel like I'm 95 years old every time I go outside. It's so painfully cold. And my second note of negativity. Sinnoh needs more fire types. I've been playing Shining Pearl for, like, what, two weeks now? Yeah, two weeks. I've been playing Shining Pearl for two weeks now. There are, like, no fire types in Sinnoh. It sucks. Like, in the Grand Underground, you can find a Houndoom. Not a Houndour, which is weird. You can only find Houndoom. But, you have Houndoom, you have Ponyta, and are there any... I think if you don't choose Inferno, yeah, blah, 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 blah. if you don't choose Chimchar as your starter, then I think those are the only two fire types you can actually get before the national decks. And I'm not really a huge fan of Ponyta and Rapidash. I don't know, I just don't really feel it. And I. I don't know, I just didn't really want to use Houndoom this time around. I normally like Houndoom, but I wasn't really feeling it this time. But because I don't want either of them, I have nothing. I have no fire types in my team. I don't have any fire type moves in my team. When I, like, I have to just brute force my way through. I fight, you know, my usual, my usual problem is Bronzor and Bronzong because they're steel and psychic, and because they're steel, they have just, you know, like, insanely high defense. And I don't really pack a whole bunch of special attackers, so I have, like, I just brute force my way through. I can't use ground type because they have the levitate ability, so they're not affected by ground type moves. 
and I just brute force my way through with bite or crunch. And, or I mean, if Luxor is in the front of my team, I use, um, I use a combination of charge and spark. If you don't play Pokemon, this is absolutely incomprehensible. But for those of you who do play Pokemon, and those of you who have been playing Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, you probably relate to this a lot. There, Sinnoh needs more fire type. I was hoping with the remake that like they would address this and give us, oh my god, I don't even care. Give us Slugma. There's a whole underground section dedicated to like, in the Grand Underground there are like sort of thematic areas. There's like a giant underground plain, there are caves, there are little lakes under the water. You know, you can get, you find different types in each area. There are whole sections dedicated, like, themed after lava. You know, molten magma under the Earth's core, that type of stuff. And you know what you find in there? Nothing related. Machop, Bronzor, Bronzong, uh, Scorapy, you know, poison types, psychic types, steel types, but if you, you know, you can get Ponyta and Houndoom, but as I already said, I don't really want to use them. So, I'm boned. You know what I've been doing to make up for that? You know what I've been doing to sort of address it? Just making everyone stupid strong. Again, brute forcing my way through. It's ridiculous. But, uh, like I said, it's a season of positivity. It's Christmas time, baby. That's all the negative emotions out of the way and now let's get into the news all right let's actually get back on topic because this is a snack podcast as i'm sure you've been able to tell so let's talk about snack foods our first in the lineup of news today lays has brought back their fried pickles with ranch flavor they've been teasing it they they first introduced it in 2018 and they've been teasing bringing it back pretty much ever since then. But now it is officially back at Sam's Club. And, I mean, I guess that's really it. It's, you can get it at Sam's Club. I, oh wait, never mind. Uh, yes, you can get it at Sam's Club. That's not the part I'm never minding. Um, I was gonna say, I remember back when I was in like high school, my dad brought home a bag of pickled flavored Lay's and we all tried it and we thought it sucked. And I was like, that wasn't 2018. That was, that's way later. I wasn't even in the country for most of 2018. Like I sort of just, as I was thinking that and I was about to say it, it hit me in the head. Oh wait, no, that was their dill pickle flavor. The fried pickles with ranch, I've never tried. And it's part of the Midwestern flavor lineup from back in 2018. And I... Is that is that the famous Midwestern culture? Midwesterners love to brag that they're from the Midwest, but y'all bring into the table fried pickles and ranch? Okay. Cringe. But let's get into the Christmas spirit, because finally, finally, I will actually talk about these with the appropriate gusto. Pillsbury has brought out an upgraded sugar cookie dough. 
It's not just basic plain sugar cookie dough anymore. Which, I mean, hey, there's no problem. I, I adore the Pillsbury like sugar cookies with the little with the little uh, drawing inside of it, you know? Christmas time they have like the trees and sometimes I think like a bauble, a star, Santa face, that kind of stuff. Halloween they have pumpkins and bats and uh, Valentine's they have hearts that yeah um, I really like those I love those just like a simple plain basic sugar cookie but Pillsbury's upgrading those now baby they have they have candy cane flavored sugar cookie dough they are putting crushed candy cane bits in there if this sounds familiar that's because it is tangentially They've previously released the peppermint sugar cookie dough, and I think I've, I think I've uh, talked about that before. It sounds like something I've talked about before, but the candy cane sugar cookie dough is actually a new product. It is, like I said, sugar cookie dough that's filled with candy cane bits, and this one is safe to eat raw, as opposed to previous pre-made cookie dough which was not safe to eat raw, but everyone did anyways. I will not dive too much deeper into this because I already spent forever talking about Pokemon. Instead, I'll shuffle right along to the next Christmas theme. One of my favorite, one of my favorite coffee shop chains, Tim Hortons, has introduced their holiday whatnots. They have a boring looking donut box, which is green on the green on one side, red on another, and white on top, with three uh how do I festive looking donuts, I guess. One looks like a light, one looks like a wreath, and one looks like a snowman, except it's also red, so that's kinda weird. It's it's boring and simple, but it's not bad, I guess. But that's not the important thing. The important thing is that they have introduced four holiday items. And those four items... Okay, I just had to do a quick skim because I... I when I was rereading this, I, I read it earlier this morning. And I was... uh. I guess I just skimmed it earlier because I just I didn't really parse what it was saying so I thought there were like four donuts no 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 I'm actually I hate I hate when companies I know this sounds like negativity but it's not I promise just hear me out I promise this has a positive spin on it I'm, I'm gonna be positive this month all right hear me out I hate when uh, companies like Dunkin' and Krispy Kreme and Tim Hortons, I hate when they say that they have a new donut, but it's just one of their old donuts with a different color of icing on it. You know? No new flavor, nothing innovative, just they change the color of the frosting, and that's it. Because that's not a new donut, this is a new color. And it's not even always a new color. It's just something that they brought back from two years ago. 
So, here's the positive spin. I'm glad to say that they only did it, Tim Hortons only did that once. And they didn't even really do that. They actually broke the mold, literally. They broke the donut mold. Because it's not just a basic donut. Their new holiday donut is the holiday tree donut. And instead of being a basic boring donut, it is a tree-shaped donut filled with Venetian cream. I don't know what makes, I don't know what Venetian cream is, but that sounds interesting. But it's a tree-shaped cream-filled donut. And then it's covered with the basic boring green fondant and quote-unquote festive sprinkles. But a tree-shaped donut, that's new, that's innovative. Good on you, Tim Hortons. I'm proud. I am proud to call you a hometown chain. Hometown Hortons. Yeah. Ooh, hey. Oh, there we go. I like that. Did I just accidentally find the episode title? I know that only touches on literally one thing I'm talking about, but... Mmm. Hometown Hortons. It's kind of fire. Alright. I'm gonna keep that in the pocket. Anyways, uh, the other... The other three things are peppermint hot chocolate, peppermint mocha latte, and peppermint mocha ice cap. And it's exactly what it sounds like. The peppermint hot chocolate is hot chocolate with... Um, I'm trying to... They, see, the problem is these press releases are kind of... They say the same thing over and over and over and over again. Not quite redundant. But it's longer than it needs to be. When it sounds like I'm reading something and struggling, I promise you, I can read. I'm just trying to figure out how I can how I can how I can say this to you, how I can reiterate, recite this to you without just saying the word chocolate and peppermint six times in a row. It's peppermint and chocolate-flavored hot chocolate with whipped cream and peppermint pieces in the top, in the, on top. Peppermint pieces in the whipped cream on top. There we go. The peppermint mocha latte is the same thing, except instead of hot chocolate, it's a mocha latte. And the mocha ice cap is the same thing as the peppermint mocha latte, which is the same thing as the peppermint hot chocolate, except instead of being hot, it's cold. Hometown Hortons, mmm. Hometown Hortons, y'all broke the mold with that donut. That's fire. All right, I'm just kind of, I'm saying the same thing over and over and over again. I'll end this off with McDonald's has brought back the holiday pie for only, sorry, I'm, re I'm reading this now, it was updated. Only limited, limited McDonald's will be receiving the holiday pie. And for those who haven't had it, I'm so sorry for your loss because it was, I've had it a few times, years and years and years ago. I think actually, 
my last my last memory of having it was we went to church service on Christmas Eve when I was like in grade four or five and after the service we went to McDonald's and we got a small hot chocolate because back in those days kids got a small hot chocolate for free baby so we loaded up there were uh there were what year was it there were four of us four of us got a free small hot chocolate and then our parents bought uh, our parents bought us each a well three of us because three of us because could eat solid food haha <laughs> um our parents bought us each one of the holiday pies, and it's basically a hot... No, it's not a hot sugar cookie. That's a stupid way of saying it. The outside, the crust is like a sugar cookie. And the inside is vanilla custard. The inside is warm vanilla custard. I say warm charitably because in reality, when you got it, it was either... 16,000 degrees and left searing burns inside your mouth or it was ice cold and it was not as good as it could have been. So that, that is the conclusion to this news segment with a nice nostalgic memory. I really need some sort of standard transition. And now, for the moment you've all been waiting for. This week's snack review. This week, I have something a little different. It's not chips, it's not cookies, it's not even a drink. I have jelly. Now hear me out. This jelly, it, it's technically Japanese, okay? It's not, but it's very popular in pretty much all of greater Asia. It's popular in, really popular in South Korea. I have some friends who pretty much always have this. Um, it's popular in Japan, I assume, because it's a Japanese brand. I've never actually seen no one I know has actually, like, mentioned it, but I guess, why would you mention something, you know? You know what I mean. It's not really, like, a brand new jump-out thing. It's, like, you wouldn't tell your parents, Oh my god, I just got barbecue Lay's today, what's up? You know, because it's totally standard. It's totally, it's just, it's a normal thing. So, you know, no one really talks about this jelly, because... It's just a thing, you know what I mean? But anyways, it's becoming more popular in China as well. And I've, I don't, have, I don't know anyone in Vietnam, but I've heard online that it's been over there for a few years and it just sort of like quietly appeared and has been staying. So this jelly that I've been not really talking about, this jelly is by the brand Tarami. T-A-R-A-M-I, if you want to look it up. And 
It is made from konjac, which is the powdered roots of the taro, which I can never remember. It's like not the sweet potato and the taro and the yam are all different, but all functionally the same, you know? So it's like hard to remember which one specifically is which and what the difference is. I think the taro is the purple sweet potato. And by the way, speaking of taros, uh, McDonald's in China has taro pies. They don't have apple pies like y'all do in America. They have pineapple and they have taro pies. And uh, select regions have, I've seen, pumpkin as well. But the pumpkin is like pumpkin cream. So like even if I wanted it, I would have severe lactose intolerant pains. But yeah, so that's cool. Anyways, back to taro. It doesn't taste like sweet potato, okay? That's the thing. It doesn't taste like anything. You take the roots and you grind them up into a powder and it acts as a flour substitute, kind of. You can mix that with water and then, then you can, depending on like what you do with it, if you add, I think, baking soda, it becomes sort of like a flour substitute. So like you can, make konjac cakes and cookies which are i've had i've had them before uh i've never had the cakes actually uh, i misspoke there i haven't had the cakes but i've had the konjac cookies and they are super crispy they're sort of they're thin tasting which i don't know how to describe it's one of those things that you understand once you've tried it it's sort of like, I guess, a wafer. Yes, yes, the wafer cookies. Vanilla wafer cookies. Not like the long rectangular ones, but the circular wafer cookies. Those. They taste and feel just like those. Except the thing about konjac is the reason why it's popular, circling back to the jelly, is because it is pure dietary fiber. It is like literally zero calorie, only fiber. And it absorbs water. So you have to drink a lot of water if you have konjac, but it's, you know, it's really popular in the diet circles because it, it's called the magic noodle because it cleans you out. Um, I mean, sorry, hold on. That sounded weird. It It's called magic noodle if you have konjac noodles. Because konjac noodles are a very popular, like the most popular way to have it. You can take the noodles and cut them up and make them into a rice substitute. but Or you can blend it with like fruit juice or something. And you can make exactly what I have here, the konjac jelly. But the noodles are the most popular. And actually, like, it's not even just a diet thing. You can just, you can get konjac noodles, mo yu mian, at just like a supermarket. 
in mo in Asia. And it's it's like it's just a normal thing. It's just a normal part of the diet here. But this company, Tarami, uses that konjac to make jellies. And what I have today, the two most popular flavors are grape and peach. I've had the peach before, so I can't I didn't I didn't get the peach because I've had it before and I can't give like a brand new, you know, fresh introduction review of it. It tastes like peach. I've never had the grape though. So that's why I bought this. The grape I've never had. It'll be a brand new experience for everyone, and I won't have to spend six minutes trying to open it like a normal bag of chips. A so I'm going to start off with the nutrition facts. Each little pouch of jelly is 150 grams. And right on the front of the pouch, it says 34 calories per 100 grams. So, obviously, it is for 150 grams. It is 42 and a half calories. Boom. Quick maths. I just... I did that math right on the spot. 42 and a half round up to 43 calories per bag. And per 100 grams, 3.7 grams of it is dietary fiber. Because again, it comes from konjac. And the reason it has calories, as I switch to the back, I know I said that it's zero calorie. The reason that uh, these jellies have calories is because it is mixed with fruit juice. Whatever the flavor of the pouch is the flavor of the fruit juice. And because this is grape, it's mixed with grape juice, obviously. So, zero protein, zero fat, 61 milligrams of sodium. And for carbs, it is 9.8 grams of carbs. Which, when you subtract the dietary fiber, that leaves 6.1 grams of presumably sugar. And it also, it advertises like big and bold in the corner, it has 12%, and depending on where you get it, it might be translated, it might be, it might not be. That is how much of it is fruit juice. So this pouch is 12% fruit juice. Now that I've introduced all of that, oh, I guess I should describe the bag. It has pictures of grapes. They're, the logo kind of looks like a shield. And the top half is black. The bottom half, there's a white stripe that says the flavor. And then underneath that, the rest is green, where it tells you how much fiber, how many calories. That's it. And then all around this shield is pictures of grapes. And the sides are purple, which is kind of cool. It's neat to look at. The sides are purple, and then the back, fortunately, is plain white. So I can actually read this one. Now it's time to open it. And I should mention that it's basically like a little bag. And it's a bag about the size of my hand. And at the top... You know those like baby, f you know those baby food, um, 
like applesauces, where it's kind of a tall squeeze bag with a nozzle at the top with a lid, a twist top lid. It's that, except instead of being tall and thin, it's short and thick. All right, I've opened it up and it smells like grape juice. What a surprise, it's 12% grape juice and it smells like grape juice. Now, since there's really, when I look inside, it's dark because it's an enclosed bag. I cannot see through the narrow straw. I have no idea what the jelly looks like and I'm not gonna pour some on my hand so I can tell you. Instead, I'm gonna taste it now. A few moments later. All right. So, I ignored the warning on the back. On the back, it tells you to shake before drinking. I did not do that. So, I opened it up and I tilted it back to drink it. And I got a really, really, really delicious mouthful of grape juice. After that, there was flavorless gelatin. Because that's what that's what I was looking for earlier. Gelatin. That's what that's what the taro, the konjac powder mixed with flour mixed with water. Oh my god. That's what the konjac powder mixed with water becomes. It becomes a gelatin. And that's what this is. It's gelatin mixed with grape juice and I accidentally I forgot to shake it and so I drank the grape juice so now I have a whole lot of it's some nice dietary fiber but it's also flavorless gelatin so so I have that to deal with but as for the flavor review I mean I guess I kind of just gave it 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 tastes, it's literally, it's literally grape juice. It is literally grape juice and flavorless gelatin. If you don't shake it, then you will drink grape juice and then have flavorless gelatin. If you shake it, then you have grape flavored gelatin. I recommend it. I mean, as long as you remember to shake it, it's good. Because, I mean, who doesn't like jello? If you don't shake it, then it's going to be kind of sad. But, I mean, it's good. I like it. You know? Not really a whole lot else to say. I really didn't. This episode was more of a cultural slash historical dive. Because Kanjak, Moyu, can be dated back to... Oh, I can't remember the dynasty anymore. It is over 3,000 years old. And, oh, whatever dynasty it was, it wasn't... Oh, it wasn't the Qing dynasty, it wasn't the Tang dynasty. I can't remember. Uh, whatever dynasty it was, it was the, f it was the very first food of that dynasty. Each, you know, I mean, each dynasty, like, 
they try to have a whole bunch of things in the history book that they're known for creating or innovating, you know, it's, it's normal. And Moyu, the tarot roots ground up, the tarot powder, Kanjak, was the first food of whatever dynasty it was. And, impressively, it's still very common. It's, I mean, you know, I can't rem obviously the dynasty isn't as powerful as it could be, because I can't remember the name, but the food is like just part of everyday life. So congrats, Emperor. You did it. Your legacy lives on into modern day. We're mixing grape juice with your legacy. Cheers. And that'll do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Snacks 71.6. I know this one was sort of weird. It has sort of like a weird, uh, listless, directionless vibe. But, c'est la vie, baby. That's how it goes sometimes. And I know I've already said it like three times now, but... I just want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. You know, it's Christmas time. So I'm going to I'm going to crank up the thankfulness really to 12. Not even to 11. I'm going to crank it up to 12. I'm going to blow out the thankfulness speakers. Thank you all for tuning in week after week. Thank you for your support. It means a lot to me. I hope you all have a wonderful holiday season and in order to maximize the holiday goodness, I would like you to share this episode with your local post office worker. Because tis the season for sending lots of mail. And they've got to be stressed because of how, how much they have to work. How much this is, this is their biggest season of the year. So, share this podcast with them. Tell them it'll help them unwind. It'll help them get into the... It'll help them relax, you know? We all gotta relax, otherwise we'll die. It'll help them de-stress. And with that, I bid you all farewell. I beseech you, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay... Festive.